Welcome back today to our study together. We started yesterday in the first chapter of the book of 1 Samuel, where we're looking at some of the early history of Israel and learning great truths from God's Word that tell us not only historical facts, but give us spiritual insights. And yesterday we were talking about Hannah, who did not have any children and was deeply, deeply concerned about it. And she prayed in the tabernacle for God to give her a son. Now the Bible says, early the next morning they rose and worshiped before the Lord. Then they went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel because I asked the Lord for him. And, and the idea of Samuel's name is ask of God. And Samuel was a gift from God, an answer to prayer, a specific direction from God that she had asked for, that she might be a mom, that she might have a son, that she might be the mother of someone who would be greatly used of God. Now, there was a commitment that had been made, and, and uh, you remember that Hannah had told God if he would give her a son, she would give him back to God. But, of course, you know, she could forget about that commitment now that she has a son and loves him and treasures him with all of her heart, but she doesn't. You see, every one of us, in one sense, can give our children to God. We ought to give them to God because that's the only place they're really safe is in the hands of God. And as he gives them to us, then we give them back to him that they might glorify him with their lives. Now, we don't have to give them in the sense that she gave Samuel and actually bring him to the tabernacle and let him live there as a little boy and on up into his manhood. But we give them to the Lord in the sense that we want God to have his way in their life and we want God to, to work in their life and we want God to be their protector because we can't be their protector. We think we can. And we certainly, God can use us in that, but ultimately the protection is from God and ultimately God has to take care of them. So if you've never really had a few moments to dedicate your child to the Lord, you can always do it here at church when we have those special dedications. And the dedication is more of the parents as they dedicate themselves to raise the child, but you're really saying to the Lord, I want you to work in my child's life. I want you to help my child to know about you and, and live for you and, and really come to know you in the fullest, fullest sense of that. And as we do that, God will certainly work both in their lives and in our lives. I remember <clears throat> as our kids, especially when they got up time to go to school, to, to head off to school for kindergarten. And I remember how hard it was to let them go, especially the first one, because we had no experience with that before. It was kind of like sending them out into a cold, dark world on their own. But <clears throat> when you know that you put them in God's hands and you come back to that again and say, God, they're yours, I put them in your hands and I'm trusting you to take care of them, it, it just brings a great peace to your heart to do that. Now it's time again for them to go up to, to Shiloh to have their, their, their big annual religious festival and sacrifice to God. Let's notice verse 21 of chapter 1. When her husband Elkanah went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, his vow Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, After the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And that day, 
a woman did not did not wean her her child from her breast until usually the child was maybe as old as three or four years old, not as early as we do now here in America. <clears throat> so this was not a baby when he was weaned. And the, the scripture says after he was weaned, he took the boy with her. She took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull and an ephah of flour and a skin of wine and brought them to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli and said to him, Pardon me, my Lord, as surely as you live. I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I ask of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. So she keeps her vow. She keeps her commitment that she has made that her son will be given to God. She literally brings him to the tabernacle and gives him to Eli the priest that he might learn to serve in the house of God and that he might be a special man of God. And after that, chapter 2, the first part of chapter 2, contains Hannah's prayer of gratitude. She's so grateful for God answering her prayer. She's so grateful that God has given her this special little boy, this little boy named Samuel, the gift of God, asked for from God, given by God, and she rejoices in that. We ought to rejoice every day for our children and if we have grandchildren. And even for me, I have great-grandchildren. And, and I rejoice in those children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and rejoice to see them grow and develop and just constantly commit them to the Lord and give them to him. Notice some of the things that Hannah prayed. She said, my heart, verse Verse 1 of chapter 2, my heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord, my horn is lifted up. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There's no one holy like the Lord. There's no one besides you. There's no rock like our God. And she goes on and on to just express her prayer, her gratitude, her thanksgiving to God for all that he has done to provide for her this son, and the Bible says that then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. Even as a little boy, God had touched the heart of Samuel and given him a real desire to serve God, to worship God. And he, he ministered before the Lord, the Bible says. I don't know all that that means, but I think it means that he did whatever Eli asked him to do. And he, he, he loved the Lord even as a little boy, and followed the ways of the Lord and the things of the Lord. And I think it's amazing how early children can learn to trust God and walk with him if we teach them and if we take them to church and they learn the things of God and we teach them the truths of God and we tell them about Jesus. They can come to know him at an early age, come into a relationship with him that's that's true. Every little kid, when they hear about Jesus, they love Jesus. But coming to know him as their Lord and Savior is more than just hearing about him and loving him. It's coming into a committed relationship. And they can do that even fairly young in life. Not, not three or four usually, but usually at the age of nine or ten or maybe a little earlier. They can come to that commitment to make their, their relationship with him what it needs to be. And God has to deal with them. God has to speak to them. So let me just say a word at this point. If you have children who
who are young and you want them to come to know Christ, teach them and share with them, but don't push them. Let them make that decision when God begins to speak to their heart. And you can tell when they get convicted of their need, it will be evident to you. So I hope you have a great day today. God bless you.